Blog Talk Radio. Have you ever dreamed of one day owning your own business, but just don't know where to begin? Then you've tuned into the right show. On all things franchising, you will hear from top national franchisers, successful franchisees, attorneys, CPAs, and others who support this fast-growing business model. So grab a cup of coffee and pen and notepad, because you will want to capture the invaluable information you hear on today's show. And now, here is your host, Linda Ballesteros. Welcome to All Things Franchising. My name is Linda Ballesteros, and I'm your host today. And you know, I haven't said this in a long time. I really appreciate you carving time out of your busy day to spend with me because, as I always say, time is that one commodity that you just can't get back. Um, I want to ask you something. Do you have an idea or maybe a concept that you've thought about franchising? You just don't know where to start? Well, I'll tell you what, franchising is, can be very complicated. And even though you are an expert at running your business and you know your widget inside and out, there is so much more when it comes to creating a franchise from that. Um, do, you know that do you know how to organize the documents? Do you know what the market is like? Do you know any of the, the back piece, the, the, uh, the part that it takes to make your, your business and your widget duplicated as a franchise? I bet, you, I bet you I know the answer, but I'll tell you what, I know for sure that our guest today knows the answer. Tom Dufour is our guest today, and he is the CEO of Big Sky Franchise Team. In the last 15 years, his team has helped more than 600 owners and business leaders expand through franchising. Some of these companies include Jamba Juice, Two Men in a Truck, Massage, Envy, Ford, and so much more. So help me in welcoming Tom to the show. Tom, thanks so much for being a guest today. Thank you, Linda. I appreciate uh, the opportunity to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. You know, so many people, they just think that franchising um, is something that you just get more people to start selling your widget. Well, it's not that easy, is it, Tom? <laughs> well, that's a, that's a great point. You are correct. It, it is not quite that easy. Um, you know, it's, it, I always uh, tend to remind our our clients or folks who are thinking about franchising that, you know, when you opened your business, um, you know, you, whether, whether it was a storefront or a, a home services or a, a sales territory of some kind, and you, you know, turn a light on or uh, publish a Google page that you're in business now, um, you, you know, you generally you don't, you're not uh, bombarded or, or overrun with new business. Uh, it usually doesn't work that way. Um, right. You usually have to work hard and put time and, marketing and talking to customers and, and develop a, a relationship and some trust there. So um, you, you are correct. It's uh, this is uh, you know, franchising is a, uh, is a, as, as I've, uh, you know, been, been reminded over many years of doing this, that it is a, if you're franchising your business, this is not a get rich quick kind of a business. It's a get rich slow 
uh, kind of a business. It takes time, mm-hmm. but if you're willing to put that time in and and build your system well, can be a great, a, a really a really beautiful uh, business model for someone looking to expand. Absolutely. Tell me a little bit about the um, Big Sky franchise team story. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So Big Sky, we. Um, you know, I, I've been in the franchising space. I, I was fortunate. It, it, I, I graduated undergraduate with a uh, with a business management degree and knew I wanted to get into management consulting. And so, as luck might have it, I just ended up with a management consulting uh, uh, position, and it just happened to be in franchising of all things. And so, I fell in love with this franchise world right from there, and always knew that I wanted to. Uh, be my own boss, uh, probably not all too different from a lot of your listeners um, who are, are either thinking about their being their own boss or, or uh, maybe are currently. And so uh, eventually uh, the entrepreneurship bug bit me and um, went into uh, my own, started my own uh, 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 independent um, franchise consulting company here. And, um, and, and, and the, the idea of Big Sky, sometimes people ask, you know, why Big Sky? Why the name Big Sky uh, franchise team? And, and there really is a purpose behind it. And we, uh, it, when, when you're thinking of, as a business owner, if you're thinking of expanding or uh, an entrepreneur or even a mid to large size business, and you're thinking franchise, you have to be thinking big, you know, bigger than your local area, bigger than uh, where you are today. So that's why Big is in there and Sky is always, I've always liked that idea that, you know, really, the sky has no limits. There, there are no limits to uh, to uh, to where you could take this. And and then franchises are specialty. And and we wanted to choose the word team specifically to let our clients and uh, know that we're in this together. That we're not just a random group of people. You know, or or uh, uh, or uh, you know some uh, you know initials of a of a of a uh, the person who started the company or something that we are, you know, we're a team, we're in this together and we want to support our clients and help through that. So that's a, a little background, I guess, on, on uh, big sky franchise team and, and a little bit of our, our history there. Sure. Uh, Tom. So, so I have a widget and I tell you, I think it is the best widget out there. And I, I think I want to franchise this widget. What would be mm-hmm. some of the con- early conversations that you and I would have about whether my widget is ready to go out and be franchised? Sure. Great question. So we get asked that um, pretty regularly. And when you're thinking about franchising your business, it, our process uh, that we take our, our uh, prospective clients or people who are interested in franchising through always starts with an initial consultation or franchise assessment uh, there's no cost we we uh, we don't there's no funny business with any billing or anything like that as we we remind our clients you, you, you're you'll never receive a bill in the mail until we agree to do business together and both parties know what's going on <laughs> um, and so we like to start with uh, some uh, initial review and assessment of the business and understanding what your vision and your goals are First and foremost, why are you looking into doing this? What's the purpose behind it? And then we then we take a look at what does your current business look like? And we run through a series of questions. But uh, for for those 
listeners here that are wondering, well, how do I know if my business is maybe franchisable or what should mm-hmm. I be looking at? And this is part of our initial walkthrough that we, we take someone through. And we want to understand, first and foremost, we really like to see an operating prototype. Do you mm-hmm. have an operating prototype? Uh, and then number two is, uh, from a broad perspective, is it profitable? And profitability, depending on how you're looking at it, uh, a lot of times our, our entrepreneurs and small business owners will say, well, you know, I, you know, my tax return doesn't look that flattering, but you know, right. I made a living and I did this, that, and the other. And, uh, and I always remind them, well, look, our tax code is created in such a way that uh, you're, you're incentivized to spend money and run expenses so that you're reinvesting back into the economy, hiring staff, upgrading uh, equipment and computers and all of the things you need to run your business, running more marketing and so on. And so we take a look and say, okay, well, is the business profitable? Uh, do we think that there's a customer base for your product or service? Um, at minimum, we want to look at it regionally because if you're going to franchise, you want to make sure that there, that you can open up enough franchises that it makes sense to do it. If you're just going to do two or three, it, it may not be the, uh, you know, if, if you're thinking just two or three, it may not be uh, the, the, the best solution for you. But m- most folks we're talking to are thinking, you know, 20, 30, 50, 100, 300. They're, they've got some number in their mind that they're thinking about. Um, so we want to see at, at minimum a regional customer base, uh, preferably a national and ideally an international customer base. Is there a potential for international expansion? And then, and then we also want to make sure that this is something that, uh, that you can train someone how to do in a reasonable time period. So meaning, can you, uh, if, if you're running a restaurant, could you teach someone how to run that restaurant? Or for example, I was just speaking with uh, just earlier today with a, uh, with a, um, a lady who is um, uh, in telemedicine and is uh, in, interested in maybe expanding uh, her her telemedicine business as a doctor. Well, in that case, you're, you're probably not teaching people how to be doctors. Rather, you're selling the business model to existing doctors who already have the uh, required licenses or credentials in order to practice that kind of a business. So, um, there, there are a wide range of things we take a look at, and um, and and if your listeners are looking for a, a simple way, because sometimes they'll say, okay, well, Tom, that's a whole bunch of mumbo jumbo, but you know, really, what am mm-hmm. I looking at? Um, and I, I always like to let them know uh, the idea is, look, could could someone run your business, and could they make what you would pay a full time manager if 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 they were a full if if you did not have a manager if you were not the owner operator of your business you had a full time manager in there what would that person get paid um, and then could they see a, see a return on their investment you know from a broad perspective if we're saying okay how could we make someone feel comfortable knowing that you're setting up your future franchisees for success well they need to be able to make a, a living doing this and see a, a return on their investment. Um, and so from, from kind of a high-level perspective, that, that's what we would look at. Mm-hmm. And so they pass some of those initial questions. So it, you go to the next phase. At, yeah. It, many times what I've seen in my experience, Tom, is that entrepreneurs or small business owners or solopreneurs, whatever you want to call them, they don't necessarily have the – for example, operating manuals put together, mm-hmm. the systems 
the processes mm-hmm. in place. They, mm-hmm. they may have a great widget, but they don't have the infrastructure to support mm-hmm. that widget to go to franchising. Is that something that you mm-hmm. help them put together as well? It, it sure is. Yes. Yeah. That, and that's a great question. We, we get asked that. Um, we, we hear uh, some variation of that pretty regularly. And what I've found is that most businesses that are thinking about franchising, uh, they confuse having processes with having processes written down. Mm-hmm. And so most, most often if a fran- if a, if a, and a business is doing, has been operating for several years, they're profitable, they, they have staff, they have things going on, chances are there are systems in place. They just may not all be documented yet or, put, or, or aggregated in one collective area. And so that's what we do. We're, we're really experts at coming in and saying to the client, we we ex- are able to take all of the documentation that they currently have. Usually it's a piece here or a piece there, or maybe some, some general procedures that they have. We'll aggregate that and we'll interview the owner and the, the uh, employees that key employees that they, the owner would like us to interview. And we extract and we pull that information out of, uh, out of the, uh, out, out of their heads and get it down on, on paper into an operating manual and into what we call a franchise manual, because it's not just how you do the business, but it's also helping the franchisees and administrative components of running the business and reminding them that they have to pay taxes and uh, get their own insurance and and things along that, those lines. Mm -hmm. And, you know, many times they don't even have training processes in place. And Mm -hmm. I, I tell you what that is in, what I have found is that really separates some of the really great franchisors from those that don't support their franchisees as well is to have a really good, solid training program in place. Do you help them put Mm -hmm. those in place as well? Yeah, so we do. And that that's part of the uh, manual that's put together is, is helping figure out how you're going to use this tool, this franchise manual that's now in place to actually train your franchisees. And so as a franchisor, once you franchise your business, you're now in the franchising business. You're not in the business of selling widgets uh, anymore. Mm -hmm. You're now in the business of selling franchises and supporting franchises. And so we break it down into three primary job functions that a franchise company has. And it's really simple. Uh, job one is selling franchises. Job two is to train your franchisees. And job three is to support them ongoing. And that, that might be uh, new marketing or promotions or new uh, uh, just general support on executing the, uh, the, the system at large. And, and th- those three things, and, and I think you're right, Linda, those franchise companies that, that do well in franchising – perform well on all three of those, uh, you know, sell and they, they train and they support. And I always remind people that sell or training and support is two thirds of the component. Uh, you know, it's the majority. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so the franchise companies that tend to struggle um, uh, underperform or fail in one, at least one or more than one of those areas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely see that as well and hear that, um, hear that feedback 
from some of the franchisees. I, you know, we've talked about, or you've, you've talked about a lot of different areas that you can help someone who has that concept wanting to take it to um, a franchise model. What kind of time frame are you looking at? And I know that it depends on where they're at, but on an average, how long does it take, Tom, from the first call yeah. with you to actually being able to roll their franchise business out? Well, I think most people uh, sometimes are a little surprised at how quickly it can be done. But it, it, for most of our clients, it's usually a window of three to six months um, mm. from the time they, the, that they decide, hey, let's do this until the project is finished. It's, it's typically a three to six month window. Uh, mm-hmm. So someone who said, hey, I want to do this now, if, if, if you're thinking about franchising in, let's say, 2021, um, you, know, you need to be thinking about getting this process started now, um, you know, mm-hmm. by, you know, this quarter or the end of this quarter going in, into uh, May, June, July, that, that you're starting that process to get to start fact finding and gathering that information. Mm-hmm. So. Speaking of the time, um, for mm-hmm. the listeners out there that are listening to this recording, it is April the 23rd, 2020, and we are in the middle mm-hmm. of a lockdown pandemic. Is this a good time, Tom, for someone to think about taking their widget and starting that process of making it a franchise? Short answer is yes. And the reason why is because uh, we are going to come out of this pandemic and this crisis and things will, a new normal will happen. And, um, you know, everybody has their own opinion when it's going to happen or how soon or how quickly, but um, let's, even if it occurs, let's say by fourth quarter of this year, um, by the end of the year, um, we're still looking at an opportunity. If someone were to start this process today, it's likely that they're not ready anyway until sometime around the end of the year. And as a business, there will be new opportunity. There are going to be franchise companies that go out of business. There are going to be franchise competitors in your space that are not going to exist or are, uh, we're not in a, we're not prepared to take on uh, this kind of a, uh, this kind of a jolt to their system and they are off balance now and mm-hmm. new competitors can be coming in. So um, uh, I, I think that there are a few things uh, to think about one from a franchise sales perspective that <clears throat> there will probably be fewer franchise companies advertising. Uh, we just, uh, we, we uh, are doing a weekly webinar series right now for uh, it's a free session that we've been doing called Navigating the Coronavirus Economy. And mm. we just had on our show uh, last week a uh, franchise lead generation, a leading franchise lead generation uh, company. Their general manager, who's been in franchising for a lot, very long time, came on and said, hey, here's the, here are the trends we're seeing. And it was really interesting to hear and see exactly what's going on right now at this very moment in time for the last several weeks. And the, 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 the key takeaway for me is for any company that's franchising or thinking about it is that um, what he said is there are uh, fewer companies advertising right now. There's been a slow decline in it, but the number of people that are looking at buying franchises has not changed all that much. 
Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so what that means is that there are fewer choices for the same number of people, which means the chances of you getting picked goes up. Um, so uh, that, that I, th- I found that to be very interesting uh, with, the, with the insights that they're seeing. So, um, mm-hmm. uh, so anyway, I think that um, they're, they're, the opportunity is out there. And uh, there are those business owners that uh, will see this um, uh, pandemic and crisis as a as an opportunity to change their business for the better and and be prepared for what comes after this. And then there are those that are you know going to kind of batten down the hatches and and you know tighten up and you know kind of wait and see. And mm-hmm. you know I I can't say whether one is uh, right or wrong. Every business owner needs to make the decision for them. But I I tend to take the mindset that you know if you're if you're sitting still, things are passing by you. Um, mm-hmm. And so you you need to be thinking about future opportunity. And it might be franchising uh, that might be worth uh, at least an initial discussion about. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, we um, so many people, and they they think franchising is burgers and fries, and it's so much more than mm-hmm. that. Do you see more and more of a a trend of more unique products and services being offered through the franchise model? Yes, absolutely. Um, uh, I, especially if you are in what you just mentioned, so uh, kind of more of a, what people think of when they think about franchising, whether it's food service, hotel, motel, or retail, um, in those specific categories, um, what, what I'm, what we're definitely seeing is more niche, very, very niche or boutique kinds of offerings that are coming through. Um, but what most people don't realize is that the majority of franchises and franchise companies, they are non food based. They're non retail. Right. We just happen to be customers of those. Mm-hmm. So we see those more frequently. Um, uh, you know, when we were driving and going to restaurants and we will uh, be doing that shortly. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, we were, we see those every day uh, when we're out and about. Uh, but the things that we don't see quite as often are, you know, may, maybe just as an example, um, you know, a good story of, of, uh, of a, of a client that, that is in a, non-food business that's a business you might not have ever thought about being a franchise it was a lot of mom and pops if now might is now an okay time to you know kind of go share something like that sure absolutely um so we worked we worked with uh i worked with a a client here um uh several years ago in of all things the estate sales business and mm-hmm. um, that's all their company did. And they'd been a mom and pop operation for many years um, and just kind of had the idea that said, you know what, I think now might be the time uh, to expand. Um, it's mostly mom and pops in that estate sale business. And it's mostly um, it, it, there's a lot of uh, it's not as organized and it's been around for a very, very long time. And so um, uh, she decided to franchise and we helped her through that process. And mm-hmm. um, in doing so became the name brand. It's called blue moon estate sales. You can check them out. It's a really neat company. Um, but mm-hmm. they, um, they franchise the fo- founders grew, I believe to about 40 or so units and, and had an opportunity for, um, for a potential exit with a new partner that came in to take over. And they were in their sixties and said, you know, I think it's time. I think it's time for us to, 
um, you know, kind of, um, uh, you know, move on and they had an opportunity to uh, find the right part to be approached by the right partner and uh, decided to, uh, to do that. So it's, it's, it's a really exciting and interesting story with what they were able to do. And um, it's a, uh, it's a great, it's a, I think a really exciting story for them. And, and, you know, they're, they're still involved and uh, in the business, which is great. The family's still involved. And, um, but now they're, they're, poised to go to that next level and grow to that next level of uh, national expansion. So do you help um, your clients also with possibly an exit strategy vision? Um, Well, in our, uh, the first step of our process is called the franchise blueprint. And that's the, um, that's the first step of the process we go through. It's a trademark service of ours. And in that we always take a look at, what this might look five years or 10 years down the road mm-hmm. and what a potential exit would look like. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's it, it, you know, very often our, our clients that we're working with as the entrepreneur, they're, they're oftentimes not saying I want to sell They're They're a lot of them are looking for legacy planning to say, Hey, sure. I want to build this and give my kids an option to maybe take this over as a family business. But if they don't, you know, we, we would consider, selling the business or finding a partner to come in and help grow this. Um, so mm-hmm. we, we help in strategically uh, discussing and reviewing that uh, down the road. Uh, but we do, we are not specifically a, uh, a matchmaker for uh, future acquisitions or, or teaming up. Mm-hmm. We certainly have uh, connections and referrals that, that we'll connect our clients to over time. Um, and sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. It just has to be the right match. Sure, I understand. I'll tell you what, Tom, we need to take a real quick commercial break. When we come back, could you share some more stories? Uh, I know you shared the one about Blue Moon Estate Sales. Um, do you have other stories of working with clients that you could share with us? Sure, absolutely. Absolutely. Great. Great. Well, folks, we'll be right back with more from Tom Dufoe of Big Sky Franchise Team in just a moment. Ready to update your tired old kitchen or bathroom? Then you need to call Gambone's Custom Home Improvements. Gambone's does all phases of remodeling, specializing in kitchen and bath remodels. Gambone's Custom Home Improvements is a company you can trust. Family owned and operated with an A-plus rating with a BBB. Call Gambone's today, 832-437-8898, or check them out on the web at GamboneCHI.com. That's GamboneCHI.com. Gambone's Custom Home Improvements, where you will get quality work at a quality price. Tune in every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. to Tough Talk Christian Radio with Tony Gambone. Tough Talk Christian Radio is for those who want to share and receive expressions of faith that will help you take the next step in your relationship with Christ. Listen in to hear from others about their experiences of faith and the love of Christ. Call in to share your experiences at 347-989-1363. Learn more by going to toughtalkchristianradio.com. Do you know a family fighting cancer? The Jest Foundation nonprofit was founded right here in Katy, Texas, by cancer survivor Michelle Perzan, whose vision is to assist those currently fighting by providing grants to help support family needs, whether spiritually, emotionally, or financially. Michelle and her family know all too well that there comes a time when the day-to-day needs we take for granted become impossible. 
Just Foundation has been able to bless 100% of the applications submitted, and now they need your help. Find out more by going to JustFoundation.org. Are you dreaming of owning your own business but just don't know where to begin? The wait is now over. All Things Franchising is the radio show that you've been waiting for. Whether you're looking to create a living that will allow you to leave corporate America, change your lifestyle by growing your business, allowing you to experience some of the fun things in life, or if you are looking to build a legacy that will support your family for years to come. Linda Biestetos is your host on All Things Franchising, where she interviews franchise experts from around the world. We feature top franchisers, franchisees, attorneys, CPAs, as well as others who support this fast-growing business model. Go to our Facebook and Twitter pages to listen to past shows and join the conversations on all things franchising. Hey folks, welcome back to All Things Franchising, and I don't know about you, but I have a full page of notes I've been taking. Tom DeFore is here with us today, and he is with Big Sky Franchise Team. And if you have a widget, if you have an idea, if you have a concept that you're thinking about franchising, these guys would certainly be the ones to talk to. So Tom, when we broke for commercial break, I asked if you had some other stories that you could share with our listeners. Yes, absolutely, absolutely, and I'll uh, and I'll I'll give a few stories of some clients that are in maybe some different um, industries and mm-hmm. are. I, I always like to talk about uh, clients. It's it's always fun to talk about big brands that everybody knows, but you know, for most companies that end up franchising, they tend to be small businesses. It's hard to relate to a company like Jamba Juice when you have mm-hmm. one or two locations of whatever kind of business you might be in. Um, so just as an example, a client we worked with, uh, just, you know, here's a one in, in a, a unique business in the food space called Sweet Charlie's, and it's a rolled ice cream concept. And we started working with them when they just had uh, one uh, location, and, um, you know, they're up to about 40 total franchises now. And they, they, they have just been growing methodically over the last several years, and, uh, you know, from one, uh, you know, kind of unique dessert ice cream shop where they do the, the rolled ice cream and they do a few other things now with milkshakes and different things and, and uh, really became the first player in their space on a national level. And, and this was a brand that was looking for that first mover advantage because there were no other companies doing this specific kind of dessert or frozen confection in, uh, in uh, the United States when they started. So they said, you know, we have an opportunity to be the first to market. So I, I thought that was uh, an exciting one. Um, mm-hmm. Another brand that, that we worked with uh, that I worked with uh, several years ago is one called LA insurance. Um, ironically, not out of Los Angeles, uh, <laughs> but out of mm-hmm. uh, the Michigan area. And they, uh, they came to us. They just had a few locations operating and um, <clears throat> served an underserved uh, community um, mm-hmm. with, uh, uh, with uh, making sure that they had proper uh, vehicle insurance for a low-income community was kind of their target, at least at the time. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it was a market that was not being served. There, there were just, it was a customer base that needed, some, needed to make sure they had 
proper uh, things like just auto insurance. Um, uh, and so uh, they started expanding, and now they have several hundred locations um, uh, all, all over the country. Um, mm-hmm. You know, another brand that's doing well in today's world and today's economy is uh, uh, One Heart Caregiver Services. And I started with One Heart, and they just had uh, one location there out of uh, the Southern California area. And they they started expanding and um, worked with them several years ago. And they've just been growing. This is a great example of a brand that's been had controlled growth, and they're they're trying to bring the right operators into their system. And uh, I believe they're up to about 12 units now. And so this is one that that's a, a beautiful success story. Um, uh, for different reasons than just volume of numbers, but they're really trying to find the right operators to come in um, and provide and care for the clients that they would be caring for um, in, in that, in that it, it's, it's a kind of a senior care uh, mm-hmm. or senior services uh, type of a business. And they, mm-hmm. they certainly have been very busy uh, given the current, the current sure. uh, situation right now. Sure. Um, Tom, let so, me ask you this. Yeah. Uh, you, yeah. you talked about methodical growth. Is that something that is discussed in the beginning? Is how, how do you roll this out? And at what point do you, um, do you advance your growth? And at what point do you say, let's kind of chill and make sure that we're doing the right thing here? Do you help mm-hmm. them with that? Because I can imagine that they get stars in their eyes. Like you said earlier, they have a number in their head. That number doesn't have to yep. be achieved first year. Yes, that, that's exactly right. Yes. And so uh, uh, part of what we like to remind our clients about is this is, this is a, a business where it could a, a franchise sale, a person to buy a franchise could take six months or a year before they actually purchase a franchise. So the sales cycle is, is a long sales cycle. Right. Most entrepreneurs are used to a much shorter sales cycle uh, where, you know, they, they, they uh, uh, you know, run some ads. They use a little bit of uh, uh, they, they flex their hustle muscle and, and they start, you know, working hard. And all of a sudden, sales start coming in the door, and it may mm-hmm. be daily or weekly or even monthly sales that are coming in. Um, and, and so the sales cycle for franchising is much longer, and so it does require some patience and some stick with itness uh, that that's required. Uh, I've seen many franchise companies over the years that just uh, they get through their first six months or year and say, "Well, I'm not selling enough of these," and they just you know, decide that they're not going to be in, in they're, they're not going to keep pursuing finding franchises. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we always talk with them to try to get that, that early on to get that understanding to say, look, this is, this, this is, this is not a hunt for suckers kind of a thing here. You know, you're going to be, these are long-term agreements you're signing with people and you, you want to vet them and they want to vet you and make sure that there's a good match uh, as you're, you're supporting and helping them grow, uh, helping your franchisees grow their own local business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And all of that's so important. It's, it's important to make sure it's a good match uh, just because someone walks up and says, hey, I'd love to be one of your franchisees. That doesn't mean that they're a good fit. So there's, there's that that vetting process 
that has to happen. And I would think a new franchisor would have to better understand how that rolls out, how that unfolds. Yes, that, 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 yes, that, that's, that's exactly right. That, that, that's exactly right. And um, ma- making sure that, and, and kind of spilling back into our, our, our earlier conversation, just about making sure that as these, the franchisees are coming in, that uh, not only are you vetting them, but that the being prepared for the training and the support mm-hmm. and uh, recognizing that these People very often it may have little or no experience in your specific industry, so they are going to need some hand-holding and be, being prepared for that. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll tell you, I've seen some uh, that didn't, didn't, um, um, didn't, didn't do that very well. And because they started out by just selling a franchise to whoever had the money, then uh, mm-hmm. a couple of years later, their retention rate was 40%. Hmm. Wow. Because, because they lost so many of their franchisees because it was not a good fit. So mm-hmm. it can come back mm-hmm. and it can really hurt the franchisor if they don't take that that little bit of time to step back and not be so eager to just sell it because they happen to have a they happen to have the money. So um, I tell you what, Tom, we're coming down to the end of the show. What is, if yeah. somebody's listening right now and they think, you know, I I think I'd like more information about this. Who, how would they contact um, Big Sky and get more information about the services that you guys offer? Sure. The best place to start would be our website, which is BigSkyFranchiseTeam.com or BigSkyFranchise.com, uh, just for something quick to remember. Um, and uh, Or, or um, you know, they can uh, call us if it's easier to remember this, 855-8-BIG-SKY, 855-8-BIG-SKY is a, a direct line. But it, it all starts with just an initial conversation uh, to start the dialogue, and we start everything with a, 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 a no-cost, no-obligation assessment and consultation to determine if this is a viable option or solution for, for your business. Yeah. Perfect. So we're down to those final three questions, and I've changed them just a bit for um, for you, Tom, because uh, mm-hmm. you you deal in a little different arena here. So the first question is, if there's someone listening who actually is considering taking their widget to franchise, what would you suggest they do to prepare for the process? Sure. Yeah. If thinking about getting prepared for franchising, uh, one of the best ways to think about it is um, how would you run this if you weren't running the business? Um, would, you, would you be doing everything the exact same way that you are um, and if, if you had to replace yourself? And so that, that's one of, the, one of the ways to start get, getting your mind around that idea um, and, and getting prepared for it. So uh, that, that's one avenue. And then the second piece is to just look at your business um, and really look at yourself and say, do, do I want to go from being in, in uh, using a sports analogy here, uh, uh, the quarterback on the field is the entrepreneur or owner operator in your business. Do you want to go from being that quarterback on the field to now being the coach 
on the mm-hmm. sideline or the general manager in in the uh, in in the skybox um, mm-hmm. that that's that's moving the pieces a little bit differently. But you've got to be training and supporting. It's a little bit of a different position, and not every business owner wants to do that, nor is every business owner um, interested in in uh, developing the skills over time that are that are needed for that. So I, I think those sure. are a couple of things for, for your audience to think about. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Next question is, what are two traits that make a successful franchisor? You may have sort of answered that, but two mm-hmm. traits that make a successful franchisor. Yeah, so so number one, I think uh, as as a successful franchisor, you just have to be willing to uh, understand and accept the long sales cycle that franchising oftentimes takes. That mm-hmm. uh, this is not selling a widget. This is really selling. This is an emotional, a big emotional purchase for uh, for the franchisee. Uh, they, 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 this is very often the first time they've ever owned a business. They've always been an employee. It's a mind shift. It's a total change in their life. So understanding that, having some empathy around it and being prepared for that is number one. And then number two, um, having a commitment to um, uh, 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 support, to train and support your franchisees and, um, and, and being available. Uh, that this is not a uh, set it, you know, sell them and forget them kind of a business. You need to be there to support your franchisees. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Tom, one of the things that I do as a broker, I stay on with my clients for three months after they the deal has closed just to be their coach. Wow. Because, wow and a few impressive. brokers, yes, yeah, few brokers do that, but I'm invested in their success. Now, most of the time what ends up happening is I the, the franchisor will will take care of most of their questions. But in the case they don't, at least they know I'm still in their corner that I haven't gone, yeah. that the, I, I haven't disappeared once the ink on the contract has, has dried, uh, so to speak. So um, it, it is important for the franchisors to understand that. And my last question here is what mm-hmm. does the future of franchising look like? You are, you see a lot going on and you have seen different industries represented what kind of trends are you seeing out there for franchising? Yeah, I would I would say the uh, future for franchising is bright, and I say that because uh, over time, as businesses and industries change, franchising is really a method of distribution, and so the the the, the idea of franchising is going to work. And even in a world like today, where you know, as of right now. Uh, there are over 24 million people who are unemployed have uh, that are that have filed mm-hmm. for unemployment, which is just unimaginable. Uh, but from a franchise perspective, uh, though that there are now 24 million potential franchise buyers <laughs> that sure. just entered the market. Um, sure. And so uh, usually we'll see uh, you know it, it, an uptick in potential buyers and candidates and folks who say you know I, I, this is the last time. I'm getting laid off. You know, I went through the recession before and I got laid off again. And this is the last time this is going to happen. Or I'm taking, trying to take control of my own future, my own destiny. And I'm going to, I'm going to run my own business, but I need, I want a little, I want that, that uh, security blanket or, or comfort 
of knowing that I'm buying into a system that's been proven and worked and uh, so I don't have to reinvent the wheel on my own. So I, I think mm-hmm. franchising is going to be around for, you know, certainly a long time and uh, have, uh, you know, been in this my, my career and, um, and see this as my future career uh, in staying mm-hmm. in this space here. Love it. Love it. Uh, Tom, one more time before we close out the show, how would people get in touch with uh, you or Big Sky and find out more about your services? Yeah, I appreciate that. The best way to get a hold of us is go visit our website, BigSkyFranchise.com. Again, BigSkyFranchise.com. Um, and uh, well, again, we'd be you can fill out a form or call us at 855-8-BIG-SKY, and we'd be happy to talk with you and schedule a, a free no-obligation consultation. Wonderful. Tom, thanks so much for taking time out of your day and um, sharing a little bit about um, the another phase of the franchise industry out there that the, some of the listeners hadn't heard before. So I appreciate you sharing your expertise here. Thank you, Linda. Appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. So, folks, you, you've heard a little bit about what it takes to be to take your widget to um, be a franchise model. I want to leave, and you know, I always leave you with a quote. So today's quote is Robert by Robert Kiyosaki. Most businesses think that product is the most important thing, but without great leadership, mission, and a team, that delivery results at a high level. Even the best product will not make a a company successful. So what Tom is offering here for anyone that wants to take their, their widget to franchise, offering them the leadership, the mission, and the team that will help to deliver that product. Remember what Tom said also is franchise is a, it is a method of distribution. You have to have all those pieces together to make it successful. Thanks again, folks, for being with me on All Things Franchising. See you next time. Another great episode of All Things Franchising is now in the books. You can listen to past shows by following All Things Franchising on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for joining us today, and be sure not to miss us next time when we bring you a brand new episode of All Things Franchising.